Hello, and welcome to Academy Addicts, a podcast where we talk all things film for all the people who are addicted to it. I'm your host, Anthony. Let's start rolling. And we are off. Welcome back to Academy Addicts, episode two. I'm your host, Anthony, joined yet again by Andy. Andy, how are you doing today? Hey, yo. I'm good. The dogs are going wild, so we're off to a good start. We'll uh, we'll see how that's going with sound. I apologize ahead of time. But we are going to be breaking down all things Spider-Man today on this episode with uh, No Way Home coming, what are we, two weeks away now? A little over two weeks? Yeah, I think so. And them shattering records already by ticket sales how long midnight. did you wait in line because i fell asleep i gave up so they released tickets it was spider monday they were doing instead of cyber monday spider monday yeah tom holland was really pushing that yeah. uh at midnight so sunday into monday morning and i think i finally fell asleep i was staring at my phone for a while but i think i fell asleep around maybe 152 a.m Around still, 152. So it, it was, was 152. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I was still in line. AMC, the way they were doing it is you had an hour wait time in line until you could get tickets. Jeez. Um, didn't get them. Woke up the next morning. Got them fairly easy. I oh, mean, good. we didn't get dead center seats like I so usually like So we didn't to. have to stay up until midnight no, is what I you're mean, telling me. You, I mean, you didn't, but the experience for me I was tried. kind of it was. <laughs> I made it to like eleven thirty. It was no, fun watching Twitter just have a complete meltdown on how it broke every. I mean, Regal, AMC, Fandango. Adam. You had a complete meltdown. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the reason I even knew they were on, on Twitter. Sale, I'm yeah. sorry. On Twitter, you're a very we, calm in person. We don't need to uh, rehash it again. Oh Bucky, my you goodness, are just... Bucky. So yes, all that being said, what we're doing today, we're going to break down the Tobey Maguire trilogy, the Andrew Garfield two films, and then the Tom Holland two films, and then we'll end with some awards, uh, just basic like favorite Spider-Man, favorite villain, favorite May, stuff like that. Yeah, and those are like our favorites, they're not like, you have to believe the same things that we believe. And Spider-Man fans are very particular on which hill they die, it's a very... It's a good it's a good fandom. It's not like Star Wars where people just kind of hate each other's opinions. Like yeah. most people respect where others are coming from, but there is a lot of different takes and I'm interested to get in it with you later on here. Well yeah, and I'm very new to not only like the I mean, I'm new to movies in general, but especially the MCU. Like yeah. I didn't grow up with the comics. I didn't watch Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans until literally like probably about six months ago. Yeah. So I am brand new to this, so I'm gonna try to hold my own during this episode, but <laughs> I might sound less intelligent than I actually am. You weren't the seven-year-old sitting in the movie theater nope, with your Spider-Man action figures at Was home. That that you? Oh, yeah. Did oh, you yeah. bring it to the movie with you? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think I wanted to get beat up that bad, so right. I, left, I left him at home. Hit him in the closet. Aww. But not your bow and arrow for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, do you have anything you want to start with before we go? Favorite superhero off the bat. Oh, gosh. Off the bat? That's not even fair. Not because giving you any time literally for Literally, immediately. Don't immediately overthink it. Immediately, it was Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh. 
I know. Let me but... let me ask you again. We'll cut this. Okay, fine. No, <laughs> I also on, love. Well, you know me. I love the Hawkeye and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, just them together has always been great because they're the two normals, and they worked their asses off to get where they are in the Avengers. Um, I sobbed like a baby when Natasha threw herself off the cliff. Um, no shame. That was like the. I think that was the first time I openly cried in the theater. Yeah. Like, openly. No, it was it was when they were all in Wakanda, and all they, we got the fan service with um, Scarlet Witch and uh, Okoye. Yeah. That was the first time. And then, and then um, so that was an Infinity War. Yeah. And then an Endgame. But anyway, I love them. Um, Jeremy Renner's on my five. <laughs> So, um, is that, does that count? Can I put them together? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I like the, I like the two mortals of the group. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Funny you bring that up about Black Widow. Did I tell you before we were on our way into Endgame, my uncle loves spoiling things. Oh, no. Texted me before (gasps) we went in. No, he did not. Said R.I.P. Black Widow. Are you serious? In my head, he doesn't know anything about the MCU. He doesn't really watch the movies. So it was too obscure of a reference for me to think that she didn't die. And you know me. I read the spoiler boards all the time. I've, well, gotten, I've gotten a lot better. Yeah. But I knew going in, and I still got yeah, emotional. Yeah, I think you've scene. gotten better because you know how much I hate it. Yeah. Because you used to love spoiling it for yourself. And then you started trying to tell me, and I was like, no, please shut up. I don't yeah. want to know. And then you started like, watching things as they happened in the theater, and you got to be the audience reaction instead of already knowing what was going to happen. That's terrible, though. That's, like, caliber of R.I.T. my dog, Tony Stark. Like, what? who did that? Well, Sean McCoy. He wasn't a Bill then, was he? Yeah. Oh, that's why I hated him. (laughs) I always hated him. I knew why. I knew from the beginning. I mean, that's been me since day one, though. I remember I would get the Harry Potter books. My uncle bought them for me every Christmas, the new one. Yeah. And when Half-Blood Prince came out, there was, like, big speculation. She killed off a major character. So I went to the last chapter. Of course. You always read the last chapter. Yes. Well, I wouldn't say, like, nonfiction books, but fiction books, you tend to do that. Where in Barnes & Noble, and I see you reading the end of the book, I'm like, what are you doing? But anyway, I actually haven't been online much because it's getting dicey yeah I'm there's a lot of yeah, yeah um there's a lot i spent most of the day because i'm such a novice when it comes to the spider-man i spent most of my day watching recaps and stuff to make sure i was on track um and i had all my ducks in a row and all my facts and I got really nervous something was going to pop up and spoil for me. Like when um, Mark Hamill popped up for you for Luke Skywalker, I was real scared that something like that was going to happen to me. So after a while, I was like, okay, it's time to get off YouTube. It's time to get off. YouTube is the one you really have to be careful on because that was the one where I got... They pull up suggestions for you. Yeah, and Infinity War, um, a few days before I saw that, I saw like Loki's death was the headline, and then I had a picture of him when he got choked out. You just... You gotta be oh careful with Oh my gosh, that was rough. YouTube, like, a week before the movie comes out, I usually stay off on, because they could just yeah. put it in the thumbnail, and you don't even have to watch anything, it's just You right just there. see it with the caption and everything. Um, so with that being said, we are going to talk 
next week about No Way Home more specifically, yes, correct? more specifically, yes. Keep in mind, all of this stuff we are mentioning is all speculation. Yep. Um, if well, you are staying completely out of the loop, maybe skip next week's episode. Yeah. Because... We're going to get... Cats out of the bag, all right? Everyone who's been paying attention expects, expects and is hoping yep. Toby and Andrew in this movie. Yes, Which obviously. is why we're doing this breakdown, why we went back and rewatched them. Yeah. To some people, that might be a spoiler. We're not telling you it's confirmed. No one really knows at this point. They've There's been posts where people speculate and people come out and say it's fake. Well, Marvel's going to have to chop their own head off if it doesn't happen, so... Right. So, it's not like a Mephisto thing where no. <laughs> we can just chalk it up to a boner joke and move yeah. on. Like, this is years, almost you have the villains over in it. decades Every, yeah. in the making. Everyone's speculating that that's what it's going to be. So, again, this isn't us telling you we've seen stuff. This is just speculation, getting excited for yeah. this movie. Yep. Because it's going to be an awesome moment. Oh, for happens. sure. And a lot of crazy stuff's going to happen. So, with that being said... um. So that's a good segue. Let's go into Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, we have the first one playing, on, in, the playing in the background right now. with no sound right now. Yeah. Just the iconic caught MJ's lunch on the tray. Oh. He's just getting the power. So I watched. Do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? I watched what? it behind the scenes on how they made this work. Oh, really? Yes. There's adhesive on the apple and there's magnets oh. in the milk and the jello. And um, cameramen or like prop dudes or whatever actually dropped it just out of frame. But that's still really hard if you think wow. about it. Like that is so it's all practical. Able... Oh yeah, wow. but to be able to like that still took seventy thousand takes. Oh, I'm um, sure, yeah. There's a lot of clickbait out there where it took like one hundred and fifty six takes or whatever. <laughs> it didn't actually take that long. The ki- the person who filmed it all came out and was like, it did not actually take that long. But you know, everybody needs their clickbait or whatever. So before we jump into one, mm-hmm. I, if you don't mind, I want to go in reverse order. You and start do. on Spider-Man 3. Okay. With like, still start with Toby. Oh, but, it's still Toby. Okay. Because you just watched Spider-Man 3 for yes, the first time. for the first time. And first, we have not, first time. We have not talked about it. Literally, And like it has been killing me. Two days ago, right? Three days ago? No, we watched it probably about a week ago now. Time is irrelevant. Yes. Time is relative, That actually. should be our new slogan. Because time is relative. <laughs> Okay, I have so not you want to talk your, about three. I want to hear what you think about three. Okay, Because well, one and two are pretty much everyone feels great about them. Yeah. We'll get more into those two, of course. Right. But I need to hear three, what your okay. thoughts were. So, being completely honest, the first, like, 30, 45 minutes was pretty okay. And then the last, however long, was just an absolute clusterfuck. Like, I had no idea what was going on. Um, it seemed like they threw way too much in at the same time. Um... And I actually had to watch a lot of breakdowns to really understand what was going on. I liked Marco. I liked his backstory. Um, that was about it. When Peter let Gwen kiss him and take him and MJ's kiss, I was livid. I wanted to turn it off and walk away. I was like, you know this is a bad idea. You know your girlfriend's in the crowd right now. What are you doing? Like, you know this isn't just a publicity stunt. You got the This is a mistake. The bully McGuire origin story that I've been waiting for you to understand. Now you're all excited. Okay, bully. No, so (laughs) (laughs) I I completely agree with you. Oh, and when he hit MJ in the face, oh my gosh. It got (gasps) got bad. That got dark. Real dark. 
dark but also so ridiculous like the dancing and well i love watching sam raimi so. wanted that because he hated spider-man 3 i was reading a lot Which, more he that's hated what I was, it he wanted yep. bully to make you cringe bully i like how we're just calling him bully, bully. but like name. even when he walks into the store to buy his new suit or whatever during his dance they're on sale He's a broke-ass bitch. He can't go and buy a brand-new suit. He has to go get it on sale, and that is so cringy, and that's what he wanted. Yeah. So, yeah. There are... So, I went down a rabbit hole. Okay. This is the first time I watched this movie in a while, because yeah. I liked it when I was a kid. 2007, I was 12, mm-hmm. so, of course, I liked it. Yep. It was cool that there was going to be three villains and the dark Spider-Man at the time, but... This time watching it, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. And to kind of defend that, like you said, I think the first half of the movie is fine. Yeah. And the whole issue with the movie is when Venom comes in. Yeah. Which I made a comment to you, we paused it, when Eddie Brock actually became Venom. Yep. It was like an hour and 45. That's when it falls down the church. They were in the church, yeah. Yeah. It was like an hour and 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Just out of place he shouldn't have been in it i was watching a sam raimi video where he was actually talking about and we'll dive more into the sony conspiracies after yeah but he did not want venom in the movie and sony pushed for it and pushed for it and he eventually just lost they were ready to have someone else come in and direct the movie and sam raimi came out like he talks about it still. There was a clip of him on a talk show a few years ago. Yeah. And most directors won't bash stuff they've done. Yeah. But he, he hates did. he hates this movie. Yeah. And he talks about how Venom, he just didn't understand the character. And mm-hmm. never felt comfortable having it. Well, because it just starts as like a blob. Yeah. And like somehow this blob gets on to Peter. And which, that, which... It's a symbiote. Like in the comics, that's how Venom works too. But you can tell... He came off a meteor, and it was just a blob of goo. It just, it didn't fit. He wanted Sandman as the main villain. They set up Harry for two movies to be a villain. Yep. And in the first ten minutes, they knock him unconscious, and he forgets everything. Yeah. That setup was perfect. You could have went and had Sandman and Harry be the two main villains of the movie. Yep. You take Venom out of that movie, it's not much different besides all the Bully Maguire scenes. And But that's where they get all their... All their, um... Well, the marketing. Yes. You show, the, you show the trailer with Venom in it and people lose their minds. Yeah. And because not, isn't Venom a really big deal? Yeah, we're not going to get into the Venom movies because I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> but let me just <laughs> give just you... pass over them quick. Let me give you an example. Again, I'm not a huge comic reader. I've read some comics. Right. Um, I get the general idea. Mm-hmm. There is a rabid Venom, like, fanboy fan crew, whatever you want to call it, that is just obsessed with the character and loves it. Let me give you the two Venom movies, their scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. 30% from the critics, 81 from the audience. What? For the first one. Venom 2, 59... Is that the one that I saw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you are not I, watching it doesn't, Venom 2. It really doesn't matter. Venom 2, 59% from the critics, 84% from the audience. Really? And so, it's just because of the character alone, I bet. It's absolutely. not even just the, it's and not the movie. The movie makes a ton of money. Like, Sony knows they have to have this stuff out yeah. there. Yeah. But we'll get into it when we talk about Marvel coming in yeah. for Sony. Okay. It's very obvious why the Venom movies 
are where they are compared to the Spider-Man movie, the Spider-Man movies now with Marvel involved. Mm-hmm. And it's a deeper conversation we'll have later on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Spider-Man 3, essentially what I'm getting at, the Venom stuff just needed to go. Yeah. The fact that you got Topher Grace, who, from that 70s show, I know you haven't watched much of that show. Yeah. Great actor. Yeah. He was great in Black Klansman. Yeah. He played uh, David Duke. He was oh, like the okay. head of the clan. Yes, yes. Great bad guy in that. As Venom, again, I'm not like a Venom expert. Not intimidating at all. Yeah. Whatsoever. Which didn't fit. And then you look at Spider-Man 1 and 2, we'll talk about the villains in those movies. So iconic, the yeah. actors that played them. Marvel's like, we need to bring them back. We can't recast them. And yep. So now they're coming in for No Way Home. Yeah. Just a huge miss. It was 100% Sony jumping in. Part of the reason why I am very passionate, I hope Sam Raimi gets another chance for Spider-Man mm-hmm. 4. Uh, he's well, coming at least back. he's getting it for Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange, too, so... I mean, it's there, yeah. and there's money to be made. Oh, Let sure. him have complete control. He's brilliant. one of the best directors out brilliant. there. Brilliant, yeah. Horror icon. I don't think you've watched Evil Dead, which no. you need which to. Which is surprising, because yeah. I'm, I like the horror movies. I just watched it for the first time a few weeks ago. And Doctor so Strange bad. is going to be basically a horror movie, yeah. from what we've learned. So that'll be really exciting to watch. So... My question is, do you think that we are going to see the outcome from his reconcile with MJ at the end? Because they're kind of in limbo. They only hug, and they're dancing, and it's very intimate and passionate, I guess, to an extent. But it's also very, like... Still open-ended. Clearly in limbo. Like, you can see the question marks on his face, like, Mm -hmm. are we okay? And you can see the question marks on her face, like, is this what I should be doing right now? So what do you think? I, I mean, I hope so, mm-hmm. is probably the answer I want to give. Again, I mean, if Toby's coming back for this one, I would hope that they give Sam Raimi his Spider-Man 4. It was it was already greenlit. Like, they were getting ready to start it. They had storyboard yeah. ideas, and then they just scrapped it. Yeah. Um, Toby McGuire stopped acting for a while, not too long well, after that. Well, you saw the video of him and the paparazzi, yeah. like, and they, like, were blocking his car and blinding him with their camera flashes. No wonder. I wouldn't want to be part of that either. I think But they, he's the iconic Spider-Man. I think they have a very good relationship, him and Sam Raimi. I think that everyone wants to be a part of it. Yeah. James Franco's dead, spoiler alert, which is probably good because that'd be a messy situation to try and get into. I don't think he'd be I'm coming I'm sorry, back. did you just say spoiler alert to a movie that came out almost a decade ago? Well, yeah. 2022 will be a decade, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun fact also, Bruce Campbell is... Yes. He is in every single one of those movies. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like Sam Raimi's announcer. best friend. Yeah. Really? I so, didn't know that he was friends with him. I just thought that he was so good that they kept bringing him he's back. He's the star of Evil Dead. Okay. He's the main guy. Okay. He's gotten spinoffs. Yeah. There's like TV shows. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched most of them. One of them actually has Samara Weaving in it. So really? Yeah. I love her. The plan, if I'm not mistaken, again, I just went down a rabbit hole about Spider-Man 4. Yeah. He was going to play Mysterio in Spider-Man 4. Yes, that's 4. what it was. That's what I was so going to say. They were like little he, Easter eggs yes, that he was in each because spot. Because he... Yeah. His character origin, he was supposed to be a failed actor, so he mm-hmm. becomes Mysterio and creates all these illusions and da 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 That's what I was going to talk about. Yep. Thanks for beating me to it. Sorry. Okay, fine. What about this one? In the beginning, when Peter is consoling MJ, she's worried about her performance, and he was like, well, sound waves and da 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 He talks about how, like, when they mesh together and stuff, how things, how sound carries and stuff. Later... You get the payoff because that's how he defeats Venom. He mm. understands the physics 
of sound, so he's able to turn that on its head in the final act and defeat Venom that way. Sorry, Brock. Which, You're also dead. But Love that, because I think that in times, maybe not so much the newest one with Tom Holland, but mm-hmm. I think we forget that like Peter Parker's a genius. Oh, he's so smart. Yeah. Like, he goes to a science academy basically Mm -hmm. in the tom holland ones he's in a regular high school for the toby mcguire and andrew garfield as far as i know but they i mean they do go to oscorp for a field trip so they must be like a trade school or something probably i never got to go on any field trips that yeah interesting but yeah so he is a genius and i think that like you said that definitely gets overlooked Mm -hmm. Um, because he's a high schooler. I like scenes, like, where they show him... Amazing Spider-Man 2, I know they do it a lot, where he's, like, in the garage. Yeah. And he's... Well, yeah. Doing for Electro, the electric yes. webs. He's trying to figure out a way to get yep. them with the battery. Well, Gwen and... helps him, too. Yes. Which, I'll get to that <laughs> soon. But, let's back up, and let's go to the first movie. How's that sound? Okay. So, we talked about how he's supposed to be a high schooler. Yep. Obviously, the biggest qualm with mm-hmm. this franchise is that we have a bunch of 20 and 30-year-olds <laughs> playing 15-year-olds. And I think that was one of the things I had a really hard time jumping yeah. over was I thought they were in college the first time I watched them, and yep. I was so confused. Um, Which, to counter that, yeah, I really, I, I've heard that debate, and I completely agree with mm-hmm. it. Tobey Maguire definitely has a little bit of a baby face, but all the people around him, you could tell, are older. Kirsten Dunst, is, she does not qualify. And I honestly don't think James Franco qualifies either. So. No, but what I'm saying is, it's really only a problem in the first movie. Yeah. And I think people try and latch on to that about their issue with these mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. The second one, he's in college. Yeah, and so then it kind of just... It's null and void at that yes. point. Yes, and people talk Penalty about how Spider. <laughs> people talk about how Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is a high school student. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of comics where he's not too, and he's in college and has a job and has like adult problems he has to worry about. Mm-hmm. So I think if they made a simple change in the first one of them being in college, it would have been. I think it would have aged easier better to digest. and easier yes, to digest. For sure, Absolutely. For sure. Because I kind of enjoy in Spider-Man too. Like he has to go get a job, and yeah. he works at the, pe- the Daily the Bugle and the pizza place. Like that stuff's cool. He lives in a crappy apartment yeah. with his landlord, who just makes me laugh every time he's on screen. Uh, right? I love him though. <laughs> he's a good boy. Yeah, he comes around in the third one when yeah. he lashes out in a bully yep. McGuire. Bully. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are we gonna say bully McGuire in this episode? Let's count when we go back. We'll okay. count and we'll let everybody know later. So Spider Man one, that's my one defense of that. I understand. Okay. I it's a completely warranted argument though. Mm-hmm. But again, I was seven when I saw this movie. Yeah. So he looked older, but I didn't know what really high school kids looked like, so it was fine to me. That's very fair. They probably looked the same when you were seven, whether they were in high school or they were 30. So that actually makes a lot of sense that you didn't have a problem with that. What were your thoughts on... Well, let me ask you this, because I think one and two, there's there's not too much we could get into besides how you feel about Toby and the villains. Like, those are the main 
Yeah. Those are the main points. And I think we'll get into those a little bit on awards too. Yeah. Which definitely. one of these three do you like the most? These three what? The Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Oh, um, I really liked the second one, two thousand and four. Um, I really liked Otto Octavius's character. Um good job, bud. Bucky just climbed up the dresser and got a toy off of it just in case anybody was curious. Huh, what an independent child. But anyway, I really like um Doc Ock. Yes, I really like Doc Ock's um I don't want to say arc, but it's more like a circle. Mm-hmm. Because he starts off fine and then he loses the inhibitor chip and then it comes back around and he somehow gains control of them again and then he becomes a martyr so that everybody else can live, basically. But um that one's probably my favorite. Besides the whole MJ leaving the wedding thing, that just seems very tropey to me. I'm not really... 2004, different times. This, these movies were very, like, echoey of rom-coms for me. Yeah. Which was very strange. Um, obviously, it's di- they're different times now. We don't really play with the romance angle anymore. It's played out. But, like, when these came out, that or was... Or if they do, they're very tasteful. Yes. But when these came out, rom-coms were, like, in their heyday. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I... She leaves him at the altar or whatever. <laughs> you didn't really have any emotional attachment to him anyway, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, yeah, that guy got no character Nothing. <laughs> there was nothing there. He was just eye candy the whole movie, yeah. if you really think about it. Um, and just meant to, like, mess with Peter's head. But the other reason that I really like the second one is because Peter experiences, like, losing his powers a lot. Yeah. Because he doesn't have confidence, and he has to realize that his confidence needs to come from himself instead of his, um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, like, a very impressive Actually, underlying deep, theme yeah. <laughs> for a superhero movie, like, needing to, like, really find the power within yourself instead yeah. of getting, like, your reassurance from other people, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's my answer. What's which I couldn't... One? Real quick, I couldn't okay. find the exact quote, but Stan Lee and Steve Dick uh, were the ones that created Spider-Man. And Stan Lee has a quote somewhere essentially about how he loved Spider-Man because he was just an everyday person with problems and, like, him dealing with those yeah. issues. Like, you talked about with Black Widow and Hawkeye. Yeah. These aren't, like, gods like Thor or have a ton of money like Iron Man where mm-hmm. they can just build all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They just, I mean, they're kids and have their brain that's essentially it so what's your favorite out of the tobies <laughs> the tobies the tobies i think i'm gonna go with the first one the first one yeah okay tell me why weird reason hey, that actually <laughs> weird reason that actually um is perfect timing i had an action figure of his wrestling uh costume that he had the spray was, paint one yeah i always loved it i don't know why <laughs> Um, no, I mean, so I was seven, 2002 when this one came out. Yeah. It was just awesome seeing Spider-Man. Uh, Green Goblin is amazing. Yeah. Um, not gonna get too much into him because he's gonna be, spoiler alert, talked a lot about later. Yep. The Uncle Ben scene's coming up here. That, as corny as some of the dialogue is in this movie and it hasn't aged well, that scene will still make me cry. I'm going to turn my head right now because <laughs> the acting's unbelievable in it. Yeah. I like 
that these movies show him hurting. Like, show stuff he's going through yeah. with the relationships. Obviously, you have the Uncle Ben scene. Um, I don't, I just, yeah. The, the first one, for sure. The second one's too great. too emotional to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Just the way he says Peter when he, oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> the second one's great, too. Another thing I love about the first one, again, another corny moment that I think you rolled your eyes at, when he's fighting Green Goblin at the end, and all the people on the bridge, the New Yorkers, yeah. start throwing stuff yeah. at him. And so you mess with him, you're messing with all of us. Just love that. This movie came out a year after 9-11, and I think yeah. that that was a scene. I was too young to understand it in that aspect, but I think that that was a very emotional scene for people and awesome. Well, I was just watching a breakdown of it, and they talked about how they had to edit out the Twin yeah. Towers at one point, mm -hmm. but also um, how this was a movie for New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the very they, New York movie, yes. Like, he, even the end pose when he swings across the American flag, like, yeah. this was a movie, this was a, this was supposed to be kind of like a love story to mm -hmm. New York and America, and I think that they really nailed it, because, yeah. I mean, we've been to New York City a handful of times, both together and separate, and those people are a different breed. Yeah. I would not be they, surprised. <laughs> they have some clips, I know Jim Norton's in one of the scenes where they're talking, I think it's when they're asking their opinions on Spider-Man. And just the New York brash, like, angry, some people love him, some people hate him. It's just funny. Yeah. So, another thing that I thought was really interesting is um, in these movies, MJ calls Peter Tiger a lot. And actually, that's MJ's nickname for Peter in the comics. Oh, she calls him Tiger all the time. So, that was just a little wink-wink um, that I thought was really cool. Um, because... Like like I have said many times before, one of my favorite parts about movies is the genius that goes into them. Mm -hmm. I love cameos. I love Easter eggs. Yeah. I love talking about the colors that they wear at Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. that was a big thing that I was like, oh my gosh. Look, I never noticed look, that look, until look. you showed me, yeah. But I also found out, so um, Norman has a portrait hanging in, in his office of a woman. We don't really know who it is. It's probably his his wife Harry's mom but she's wearing a black dress and Harry tries to get MJ to wear black all throughout everything and then in the Thanksgiving episode she does wear black and he Norman like gives her this skeezy checkout yeah. or whatever and like so there's a lot of um stuff to look at besides just what's going on what is like floating around in the background and stuff that is um that helps the movie the t sets the tone shows where the subconscious of each character is at and all that so one last last quick. one okay you go william defoe as norman and green goblin yeah has about 18 minutes of screen time is what i just saw in the whole movie that's it that's it yeah that so, doesn't make sense. He is amazing. That's, that's like that's like Zendaya in Dune. She's got a total of seven minutes of screen time, and she hardly says anything. Yeah. It's just her looking over her shoulder the whole time. Yep. Um, which we'll probably review that movie in the future. Maybe when part when does part two come out? Probably not forever. I'm yeah, getting ahead of myself. Years, <laughs> probably. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, and let's just move on to Andrew Garfield. Great, great heart in these movies, though, as well. Um, something I will touch on a little later as well mm -hmm. awards. 
Andrew Garfield. Yes, Andrew Garfield. Do you want to start? I can. Um, obviously, the qual the biggest qualm with Andrew Garfield was that he was too sexy. Um, he was too much of like this bad boy recluse. Yeah. Um, to be Spider Man because yeah. he's supposed to be nerdy mm -hmm. and ostracized, but Andrew actually portrays Peter as someone who wants to be the recluse and doesn't want to be involved with everything. And I think that um, he struggles with that throughout these two movies, actually allowing people in, but also caring about them. Um, a lot of things are very ego-centered for him as he goes through the movies. He doesn't know how to um, even just, like, basic relationship stuff with Gwen like he is missing the mark time after time because he is so enthralled with himself and what's going on with him which really captures the teenage high school aspect well, for sure that's very if fair you think about it, like, <laughs> yeah go on I'm sorry no that's I mean yeah this the amazing spider-man series felt more like a spidey conspiracy series to me um almost like Andrew was kind of or not Andrew, I, Peter was um, predestined to become Spider-Man because you find out mm. later, like, it was his dad's blood yeah. that really completed the Venom, so it really only would have worked with him and would have, obviously, like, what you see when Harry tries to actually, like, envenomize himself. Yeah. What is the word I'm looking for there? Inject. Inject himself with the Venom or whatever. It doesn't... It kill. It almost kills him because he doesn't have the specific DNA for it to bond yeah. with him or whatever. So this one was a lot more... I guess a conspiracy. Like, there was more stuff to figure out. He's orphaned. It's not just like his parents are magically not there. Um, we actually find out that his parents die yeah. trying to, like, protect technology and knowledge and whatever to keep other people from getting it into other people's hands. So, mm. but also, I am a novice with these ones. So, I'm going to let you drive the conversation. So, Mark Webb did these two. Mhm. Mm who I think it's important to note did 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. Which great rom-com movie mm -hmm. that we enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a coincidence the best part about these movies is the Peter one relationship yes no that's far. definitely my favorite part does it also help that you probably have the two best actors <laughs> in this movie of all three like andrew garfield in terms of acting between Such a good tom holland and toby Maguire, he's the best yes. and it's not really close no tom holland has a lot of time he's still he young does. he yep. could sneak up there absolutely but that's the best part of these movies and i remember when these came out the big poll was that he was kind of cocky as yeah. Spider-Man and chippy and was always talking mm -hmm. back, which the comic book fans loved because yeah. you don't really get much of that with Tobey Maguire. You do, but not he's, nearly as no, much. No, he's not. I don't think that he... There's only Bully has more flavor <laughs> than him. Yeah, and Andrew really did capture that very well, yes. I think. I think, again, what went wrong with these movies is Sony mm -hmm. and... The first Amazing Spider-Man was not bad. It was a good restart, I think. The visuals in the movies are great. I yes. love watching the swinging. Mm -hmm. I think it's the best shots of swinging. I don't know. Shots of swinging. No, there was no pun intended. Tarzaning. 
Tarzaning across the New York City skyline. People loved that he had actual web shooters. Yes. That's another one of the biggest gripes I with the I thought Toby. it was so weird that Toby, it just, like, came out yeah. of him. Like I kind of hope that's a joke that they talk about. And, like, if all three of them are in this movie. If Tom, that, Tom and Andrew like, just look at him, like, so it just comes out of you? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2 is a mess. And I Which think, is so sad. I think I hate it more than Spider-Man 3. Ugh, that's and terrible. There's, I don't even know if I had you watch the deleted scene at the end. There's a deleted scene at the end where he's at Gwen's... Um, Funeral? Grave. Oh, grave. And his dad comes up behind him and says, I'm still alive. Like, his dad still... I'm they, sorry, what? There was a subplot where... I survived this plane crash. There's a scene where... Where the seatbelt You can see Norman Osborn's head. Like, what's the, the freezer where they put it? Um, oh, I was going to talk about this. They put his head in a freezer and yes. they were going to bring him back. Like, Sony was bring, going they, off the rails. Yes, they were going to... Bring back him and Gwen. Yes. And someone else. Yes. Gwen's dad talked about in an interview. Um, Gwen Stacy's dad. Yeah. He's the police George. Guy. He plays George Stacy. Dennis Leary. Yes. Dennis Leary talked about how they were all going to come back for Amazing Spider-Man 3 and how excited That was the was. other one. Yes. Thank you. Go on YouTube and watch some of these because it's crazy. It's, and it's, I... it's kind of interesting to listen to. But you could tell that they had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And this is where I want to kind of defend Mark Webb. Kind of funny that a guy whose last name is Webb is directing a Spider-Man movie. Oh, I'll see my irony. I'll I love, see my way out. I love one. natural irony. Irony is my favorite literary element. I want to kind of defend him because I think, again, this was Sony just getting way too involved. Yeah. And this whole movie was setting up the Sinister Six and... It was just a yeah, because you disaster. see all of the yeah. when the the gentleman is that what his name yes. the villain the gentleman who was supposed to be their Nick Fury yes like and they he, were trying to compete with Marvel yep he visits um Harry in the prison and yes credits yep so yeah they hyped up the whole Sinister Six another huge problem I had with this movie because I remember when they were marketing for this and how excited I was like. Wow, Jamie Foxx, who is an amazing entertainer, yeah. amazing actor, amazing singer, comedian. He can do everything. He's a triple threat, isn't yeah. he? Does he dance? That's sure. what makes triple I'm threat. I'm sure he can. Triple threat is acting, singing, and dancing. Gotcha. Either way, I was excited for Electro. Hated what they do, did with him. Uh-huh. They went the Wonder Woman 1984, like, let's just make the villain a nerd and then have him turn bad. Yeah. Like, it was, here's the New York scene, too. This is funny. I'm sorry. Anyway, I was very excited for Electro. Um, it looks like they're going to get it right this time. I'm very yeah. excited to see Jamie Foxx come back and mm-hmm. hopefully have more to work How with. How he goes from having a tooth gap to no tooth gap. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But the way they marketed this film was like, they did the same thing Spider-Man 3 did. Like, they did not learn where they went wrong with yeah. that one with the bringing three villains in. Yeah. They marketed Rhino as this big deal. He was in, we talked about the William very Defoe beginning being in the very 18 end. minutes, yeah. Had nothing to do with the movie. Harry did the same thing Venom did at the end, where he didn't turn into Green Goblin or Hopgoblin until the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, but let me say, they nailed his costuming because yes. he looked creepy yes. AF. He did. He was... 
I I will not dispute that at all. But they they did the same exact thing that Spider Man Three did by throwing all these villains in, and it just turned into a mess. Yeah. And it was part of the reason why I'm so concerned about No Way Home. But I think they finally acknowledged like. They're bringing all these old villains back. You don't really have to develop them. Yeah, no, so they don't need origin stories It's going to be a lot different, I think, but I still have concerns, like, it's the third movie. I don't... I hope that it won't be the same issues that have happened in the past. Right. Um, so, I want to talk about the death scene. Okay. Um, and I only want to talk about the death scene because I'm a nerd. And did you notice that she wears the same green coat and purple skirt? Yes, I did. And not to shoo shoo. Everybody on knows your that. Man, man. When the trailer came out, everyone knew that they were going to kill her. So it was Sony not thinking they were being creative, but they almost did it too much that everyone knew. Yeah. Okay, fine. So you knew about the colors. But did you know that the clock falls down at 121, which is the episode that they kill her off in? No, I did not. Well, there, I win something. <laughs> did I know that and wanted to make you feel good? Ah, you're lying to me. Yes. We don't do that. I've done, I've done too many deep dives. That's, on that's fair. That's fair. Those movies, because the whole, I think the idea of what they had planned and all the behind-the-scenes stuff is more fascinating to me than those actual movies. That's fair. Okay, Shaleen, whatever. Shaleen Woodley? Shaleen? Celine? I don't know how to pronounce her for his name. Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. Divergent. Shailene? Shailene. Oh. Final answer. Shailene Woodley. Okay, fine. I'm going to get better at pronouncing names because I know you hate how much. Well, I totally... Anyway, she was casted as MJ in those movies and had scenes in the second one. Mm-hmm. And they actually cut her out because they thought it would be too many characters. So, good on them, I guess, for being a little self-aware, but still not at all. Alright, so I think we will jump into the Tom Holland movies now, if that's alright with you. Of course. Where would you like... To begin with this i think the obvious starting point is these two movies in my opinion have been great well yeah and i mean i think that there's there's a lot that goes into that because i don't want to take away the world that was created before tom holland mm -hmm. like those spider-mans mean a lot to a lot of people um but Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, the writing is superior, the character development is superior. They have more funding. They've got more money, so obviously they're going to make better movies. So I think it's kind of a no-brainer. And also, like the cinematic universe as a whole has gotten better. Um, movies get better. Yeah. Writing gets better. Like so it's almost to me unfair to compare these movies, but at the same time, it's fun. Yeah. Because you can see the growth of cinema. Um, but yeah, so how do you feel? I think there is a very clear difference in quality. I shouldn't say that because, again, I do love Spider-Man 1 and 2. But I think the MCU being involved with Sony 
I think it shows the difference it makes. Yeah. Almost like a babysitter, in yeah. a way. Like, <laughs> Kevin Feige sitting there in Sony's ear, like, okay, let's get this back a I want to tweak this. And we, we talked about Venom. Look at the Venom movies versus these two Spider-Man movies. The Venom movies are just a mess. Yeah. And I'll leave it as simple as that. But <laughs> you went to the movies I... for the first time in a year and a half to see Venom. Yeah. How upsetting. These two, the fact that they're even working together to begin with, with the amount of money and egos that goes into being like high up in these studios. Like Disney and Sony working together is unbelievable it's the best case scenario for the fans so it's awesome to see that they could put all of that aside and come together but they almost didn't like well there's still tom holland called this called whoever i don't remember drunk asking (laughs) them to save spider-man like first off how precious (laughs) i love him second like also how amazing to see how much that character means to him but it is his breakthrough as breakthrough role as an actor, so I can see why that kind of could have been like a selfish thing. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like Tom Holland knew how much Spider Man meant to the fan base, yeah. and he literally to get so in your own sorrows to literally call <laughs> the head of the studio and beg them to save Spider Man, yeah. like. If that doesn't tell Sony and Marvel that they need to get their shit together and, like, work it out, yeah. I don't know what does. So. It's it's mostly on Marvel. Like, I don't think, or I'm sorry, it's mostly on Sony. Yes. Marvel does not get much of, I want to say I saw once, like, 15%. I don't know if there's ever been a set number that's come out. Like 15% that's not, of what? Like, the revenue from the movies. That's all that's Marvel That's all they gets. get? It's not a big chunk. Like, it's... It's a you scratch our back, you we scratch yours because they clearly want Spider Man yeah, involved obviously. in like the Avengers and all the stuff going on with them. Well, it's opened up a whole new universe. Yeah, exactly. And the mark being able to market Spider Man is a huge pull. Like he's the most he's one of the most recognizable superheroes. Yes. Yeah. Just in terms of like the image of Spider Man. So it. Again, I don't, I remember seeing that or reading that somewhere, the 15%. I don't know why that number is in my head. But Marvel's not, like, making a ton of money from this. It's for the love of the fans. And Kevin Feige, the whole reason the MCU works is he understands what the fans want. He's a fan himself. Yeah, and he gives them that fan service that they want. Like, when all the women come together in Endgame, like, that's the fan service. It doesn't make sense logistically, (laughs) but, like... That's the stuff Kevin Feige cares about. He cares about his fans, like, being happy and invested and wanting to come back Cat for more. Cat picking up Mjolnir. Yeah, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. I Mjolnir. It's, it's like a Mjolnir yeah. or whatever. Ew, that was a terrible sound bite. I hope somebody <laughs> cuts that and Mjolnir. <laughs> okay, so my main question for the Tom Holland Spider-Man yes. movies is, how do you feel about the fact that we never got an origin with this Tom? Love it. You love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, tell me why. The reason why, and I'm going to throw in a DC connection here. Okay. All the Batman 
they've made. The Batman. The Batman. Interesting. All the Batman movies they've made. Okay. I just mixed that up. Sorry. Batman bad. is, Batman I think worked that too, would I be real, though. We did Spider-Man earlier. So. Yeah, it's true. The thing that drives me nuts about those movies is we have seen the Waynes die now about yeah. ten times. Rehashed that might be, that might be an exaggeration, but... Yep. Everyone knows that they die outside we the theater. You know how it happened. You, everyone knows what happened to Spider-Man. Like, yeah. This, these movies have been in the past 20 years. Everyone knows like he got bit by a it's spider. It's not a secret. Turned yeah. into it. Uncle Ben died. Several I kind comics of, about it. Like, right. It's done to death. I kind of enjoy the fact that like Tom Holland's Uncle Ben moment is Tony in a way. Yeah. Like That's his big loss. And it carried way more of an emotional attachment because... If they brought Uncle Ben in again for the first half hour for him to die, it's going to get to a point where it's like, okay, you know he's going to die. Is it really going to be that emotional? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be this big arc. You can't have this huge character development because he has to die for him to have his role. For, he's he's there to die. And yeah. It was great in the first one. The Amazing Spider-Man one wasn't bad either. They mm -hmm. even tried to switch it up a little bit, again, with you talking about his parents and how... They said that the spider bite only would have worked for him. Like that yeah. was them. That was them clearly knowing that everyone knows the origin. Maybe we should try and switch it up a little bit. So I'm kind of on the other end of that. Where okay. when I was introduced to Spider Man, I was introduced to Tom Holland Spider Man. So I kind of need that. I don't need it because I got to go back and see it. But I think that. Um, if in No Way Home I got like flashbacks or something, that yeah. would that would satisfy that part in me. Um, because I get it; it's been done to death. Totally understand that. But like for the new Spider-Man fans, it would be cool to be to see that. And Aunt made I'm pretty sure references then in the in the I'm in the Tom Holland ones. I think she says it at least once. Yeah, in the first and there's one. also like like what would your Uncle Ben think or something like I that. I can't remember Ugh. if she says the name specifically, but I know there's there's a wink, wink. Um, I think the briefcase that Peter yes, brings it, it says has ben his Parker. it has his initials yeah. on it. It's, and then there's also was it Benjamin Richard Parker or yeah, something? There's also another comment uh, when Ned finds out and they're walking to school and he actually references that he got bit by a spider and that's yes yep he says to that <laughs> he goes she can't find out after everything she's been through don't mm. tell her or something mm -hmm. something along those lines yeah like, there's a lot of wink winks like mm -hmm. but nothing specifically i don't think besides the briefcase yeah but that i mean that's fair i again that shows how you and i are different like i grew up on these movies so i right. know the uncle ben storyline yeah whereas you if you came in and started with these ones you're like what's going on yes so tom holland actually makes his debut as spider-man in civil war yes um so we're he's just kind of there obviously we already know who he is spider-man like it's i it was not a secret to me either i knew exactly who spider-man was so when he popped up in civil war i was like oh okay whatever but as an mcu fan i'm sure that's Rose. yes I'm sure that's a really big deal, um, but oh, that was huge! I'm sorry to cut you off, but what like they when all that trailer they're all hollering and stuff. Yeah, and even in the theaters when he hops up yeah. and steals the shield from Cap, they're all all the audience reactions. Everybody's hollering. Yeah, that was hollering huge. for Holland. So <laughs> sticker, that's our next sticker. Hollering um, for Holland. <laughs> oh no.
So anyway, um, 2017, homecoming. Um, the biggest change that I noticed right off the bat, we open on like a child's drawing. So automatically, we are already in a child point of view, which is great because it illustrates Tom Holland's finally a high schooler, yeah. like an actual high schooler. His friendships are awkward and adorable. They build a Lego Death Star together. <laughs> like, how much cuter can you get? Um, Michelle, who we later find out is MJ, she's adorable. Like, their whole romance, like, their first kiss, how it's, like, this, like, quick little peck, and then yeah. they're like, oh. <laughs> like, absolutely perfect. I, I love that Tom Holland is a high schooler. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I can't even say finally because I saw Tom Holland first, but seeing Tom Holland first and then going back and watching Toby and Andrew, like it's night, very it's noticeable. So yeah. jarring. It's not noticeable is like an understated word. Yeah. It is very jarring <laughs> to be like, oh, this is how we used to do yeah. things. So um No, I I agree a hundred percent with that point. And it's my favorite thing about these movies. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, also, I was, I'm sorry, I just, you saw my face light up. Yeah. I forgot my other thing. Seeing him in Civil War and then watching his home video yeah. of it at the beginning is just... Perfect way to start. So amazing. I love it so much. He records everything. He's talking to his camera at one point and narrating what's going He's like, and then Tony, and then Mr. Stark said, on the rules, and oh, I gotta go. And like, it's just... He flips over the bed to say to see Happy, and yeah. then Tony try. Oh my gosh! So then he's like, "Oh, we should probably make a cover video for May." And then he goes to open the door to let him out, and he's like, "Oh no, this isn't a hug. We're not there yet." So like, just seeing how young and gullible as yes. a high schooler and just so precious, I loved the fresh take that Marvel gave Spider Man. Mm -hmm. And segueing out of that it really well segue from that yeah it shows with the villains that he is actually fighting yep. adults yes and that he is a young and stupid kid yeah and he has to pay for the consequences he made one of the scenes since we're specifically on homecoming that scene yep where, i know exactly one which yes, one you're talking about when michael keaton opens the door yeah and he's liz's dad yeah unbelievable the tension in the car where they're driving yeah and it takes michael keaton like a minute to figure out that he's yeah. spider-man that's not something we got in these original movies like no and this is an adult with a child yeah and it adds so much suspense because he's like i'll kill you yeah and it's like wow this guy is you gonna kill You're a gonna high kill schooler a huh it's it just captures and i think that's what the fans wanted and again this goes back to marvel knowing that they didn't cast a 24, 25-year-old to play Spider-Man. They knew it had to be a young, up-and-coming actor. Yeah, and on that same point, even when Peter's under the rubble, he's crying yeah. and screaming for help. He is scared. Like, yeah. he is still a child. And mm -hmm. he, um, like, when he, he's, like, literally calling for anyone to help yeah. him. And then he sees his... <laughs> So corny, so tropey, but he sees his reflection next to his mask in the puddle beneath him, and he's like, all right, this is Spider-Man. And I, how, like, moving to see 
a child yeah. recognize that they have to take stock in themselves and own who they are and like find the power within themselves to become something more. Yeah. And I think that that was the biggest part of Tom Holland being a high schooler was he didn't just step into a superhero role like Cap or like um, Tony Stark where they're already adults and they already have right. figured out like what morals are and like I have an identity within themselves instead of not just who other people think they are. Like mm -hmm. this is a coming of age movie and it's really cool Absolutely. to see that within a superhero movie and you think how many kids that impacts yeah. like to see, you know what, find it within yourself. You don't need it from anyone else. Nobody else is going to give you the strength that you need. I know we're getting real deep <laughs> for a Spider-Man review, but, like, <laughs> that was really cool to see. And I think that's one of the reasons that I, as we're going to talk about in the awards, I love Tom Holland. He's yeah. great. Um, He portrays an insecure high schooler who needs to know who he is first. Um, and Tony says that too, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. You don't, you can't have it. And I think that is, um, a really important thing that Kevin Feige put into the new Spider-Man. Yes. The tone is, is everything. And the fact that he's a kid and then you deal with him shuffling it even more in the second one where he's on his field trip. And mm -hmm. he has these responsibilities. Like, I just want to go hang out with my friends. I don't want to have and to deal with this. And find love. Yes. And <laughs> in, in these other ones, that just wouldn't have hit the same. Yeah. With, like you said in the original, that he was just too old and he wasn't a yeah. kid. Yeah. And, like, how he falls into happy. He calls him. He yep. says, I'm in trouble. I need help. And he just falls into him and sobs. Like, he's a kid. Yeah. I know we've said that several times, but... He's a child. No, it's the best part. It's the best part of the movie. It's though, so good, and like how their corny in memoriam video with the comic <laughs> sans at the beginning and the Getty images like watermark in the background of those candles. That scene There's was such... an emotional roller coaster yes. because it was fresh off of Endgame. And yep. I was still emotional. I can't remember how long after. It was only a couple months, I think. After it was, Endgame. it was like a one-two punch. Yeah, I think Endgame was like. May and then that was maybe July or something. I like can't that. honestly. It was can't later remember. that summer, but I like wanted to cry, but then I was laughing the, because the they show them coming back yes, in the blip. The blip was hysterical. The basketball hits the tuba yeah. and everything. It was. You're right. It was an absolute roller coaster. Kind of amazing that Sony did not leak Tony dying. That's no. Lashawn McCoy did that for us. Don't <laughs> no, you but Sony like it's still if. If Toby and Andrew are in this movie too, like credit to them that they didn't put it in any of the trailers because if you go back and watch that first Homecoming trailer, yeah, you get almost everything. Yes, and I think Marvel stepped in because then Far From Home mm -hmm. they did a really good job as well. Like you don't get any of those illusion scenes. Yeah, which is great because that was some of the best yeah. scenes in all of Spider Man. I actually had to go back and rewatch them a couple yeah. times because I didn't quite understand like the illusion tech, which is really which is like really high praise I, for a movie if I have to go back and rewatch it. I'm gonna be honest, it still doesn't make sense to me. I it's hard to grasp. But it does it all, but it's so weird. That's a suspension of disbelief. I just kind of yes. accepted it. Oh, you used my word. <laughs> <laughs> I love talking about that. But, yeah, so, overall, 
these two movies, give me what comes to your mind right away. These two movies, we've got Tom Holland, we've got post-Battle of New York, and then we have post-Blit. Yeah. So, like, these are real heavy movies, if Mm -hmm. you think about it, especially to put on a high schooler. Yeah, and Tom Holland has come out and said that this one's going to be the darkest of all of them, which Mm -hmm. kind of gets me excited, because that is one, tying back to the Uncle Ben thing, I know Tony died, but he hasn't really had to deal with losing anyone that sounds dumb to say because he lost Tony. But you get my point I'm making. Like, Spider-Man in the comics, like, he lost Gwen. Yep. He lost his friends. Yep. He lost everything. And Tom Holland really hasn't had too much of that. Minus just forget Tony Stark. It's literally just Tony. that doesn't fit my point. But you get what I'm saying. Yes, definitely. So they're going to dive into that, it seems like, in this one, which is exciting. Yeah. And then since we're kind of diving into Far From Home now, too. Even the scene with Mysterio where he gives him the glasses. Again, he's a young, naive, mm-hmm. dumb child. And that's nothing against him, but like he's yeah. a kid. And these are grown adults who are very evil and oh. want to do evil things and take advantage of him. Yep. And manipulate him so easily. Yeah. And it's just, it's, again, And he's never thing. had that in his right. life. Because like Aunt May, she's there for him. Mm-hmm. She is her, she's his friend. She is his confidant. She is his caregiver. Like, he has never really known anything outside of, like, a caring, nurturing, trusting relationship. So he takes Beck at face value. He sees someone who invested in his relationship, where he was mentally, where he was as a high schooler. Yes. And Beck plays it so well. So well. Hmm, Jake Gyllenhaal's really good at being a villain. Gosh, hmm. where have we seen that before? But no, and then even Michael Keaton in the first one, Vulture says something to him where he's like, you don't understand how it goes. He makes a big spiel about yeah. how the rich just step on the working class. Yes. He's like, you're too young to get this. Yep. And it is, it's a very, like, Peter hasn't been through mm-hmm. the trials of yet. being an adult and understanding how the world works. Yeah. And in a way, like, that's why I like Vulture a lot as a character, too. While he's doing bad things, like, he's doing it for his family. Yeah. There's something kind of noble about that mm-hmm. at the same time. And he's trying to give back to the Minus... little people if you want to get even deeper. Like, yeah. he's taking these, he's taking this, like, extraterrestrial stuff and he's turning it into weapons to put right. back on the streets for Minus, people. Minus the part where he just stone cold threatened to kill a child like besides that part he's pretty good (laughs) well i mean he did use shocker's weapon on shocker and then make somebody else shocker because he accidentally killed him yeah okay so he is just evil i mean he is he is i mean i like villains he got his face rubbed in the dirt and he's jaded okay (laughs) i like villains that have a little bit yes of a reason where you're like oh maybe he's okay yes and i will comment on this not so much with Amazing Spider-Man, but a lot of the knock on Marvel movies is the villains being poor. Yeah. Like, minus Loki and Thanos, they're really... That's... I don't 100% agree with it, but I know it's an argument a lot of people have. Spider-Man has a lot of great villains. Yeah. The two villains in the Tom Holland movies, perfect. Mm-hmm. Obviously, William Defoe and um, Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, like, yeah. are great as well. Did you know he named his tentacles? 
There were Larry, Harry, Mo, and Flo. <laughs> I found that out. That's just a random throwaway fact. Flo okay. was the one that did all the delicate work, like the lighting of his cigars and the handling oh. of the particles and stuff. He named them. That one's about to set right now. That's yeah, that was a great one. Uh, so okay, anything else? Because I want to hear your I want to hear your awards. Yeah, I want to hear. Let's get into awards. All right. Oh wait, I did have something else. <laughs> just just the line where Happy puts on black and black. And Tom's in the back, and he goes, oh, I love Led Zeppelin. Yes. <laughs> Makes me crack up every time. Oh, since we're doing one quote, okay. I love Guy in the Chair when the teacher's like, Oh, yeah. Man, what are you doing in here? There's a dance. He's like, I was watching. Looking at. Looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, Ned's great. I, Ned is I like great. Ned I do love Ned. If we were doing if we were doing an award for best best friend, yeah. it would go to Ned. They capture like I totally believe that those two would be sitting alone at lunch. Oh, Just, absolutely. They're yeah. great. Okay. So we're gonna roll into awards. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna head spear spearhead this so that we can move through them pretty good. Best franchise. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, I also had it as well. It gets it gets a slight knock over Toby's because of Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. clearly being the Well, you worst have the of... nostalgia. Yeah, but Spider-Man 1 and 2 are great movies. They are. They're pretty like, good. They're yep. reviewed great as well. I yes. think they're both over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Not that that's the end all be all, but we'll see with this No Way Home like that. It could shift back to Toby for mm-hmm. me personally, but That's Homecoming fair. and Far From Home are great. Yeah, movies. and I also chose the Tom Holland franchise, and it's not anyone's fault. Um, the writing's better, and they have more funding. That's really all it comes down to for me. They have Kevin Feige whispering in their ear. It's just they're done better because they have better people on board. Um, so what's your best single movie? So... I shuffled this a lot, mm-hmm. and I think I'm just gonna go with Homecoming. But Far From Home was very close. Okay. Um. Again, I just said those were the two. That was the best franchise. Mm-hmm. Homecoming, just the art it captures of the coming of age. Like it's a coming of age movie. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. There's some music in there I love that just helps fit the vibe of high school and how confused he is with what's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna go Homecoming. This I had to, I couldn't you had decide. To talk it, out. it took me. Well, we watched, we rewatched Homecoming and uh, Far From Home yesterday. Yeah. And I kept going back and forth. I had Homecoming written down for the longest time, but I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna close with Homecoming. Okay. Well, I'm gonna totally throw a wrench in. I liked Amazing Spider-Man too. Wow. I know, really weird, wow. really out the box, but I really loved Andrew Garfield and. I also really love Emma Stone, and she is such a powerful character. Um, I think she really brings a lot to the table. I love um, whether it w- there's rumors that it was in a reshoot or whatever to like make it fit better. But where she goes, this is my choice. Like, absolutely something I would do. You ain't telling me what to do. I know how to do this better than you. This is my choice. If I'm in danger, so be it. We're saving the world right now. Like, I just... And it could just be because I'm a novice 
superhero person, but I really liked that movie, and I know it gets a lot of flack, as do most of them, but um, that was my pick for best single movie, because I had the best time watching that. Um, best Aunt May. It's 110% will not listen to anyone else on this, <laughs> because I know their only argument for it, but it's the Tobey Maguire Aunt May. Mm -hmm. And for everyone who wants to tell me, it's the Tom Holland one. You're a bunch of horny bastards. That's the only reason you're picking her. That's not fair. No, it I... is fair because the Aunt May from the Tobey Maguire is the heart of those movies. And that scene in Spider-Man 2, the I believe there's a hero in all of us, I will die on the hill. That's a better scene than the Uncle Ben scene. I love that scene. There's so much emotion in it. And I don't, I don't have all of it in front of me, but I know <laughs> that scene makes me very emotional. Yeah. She's the best. We didn't even talk about the Joel McHale cameo, too. Talking oh. about cameos in Spider-Man 2 in the bank. But go ahead. Let me hear it about Marissa Tomei. I she's like the her, but in... So, if you know me, I don't really care for the elderly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I enjoy tiny humans. Once you hit, like, 45, you've pretty much reached your <laughs> threshold with me, like... You're either growing or staying in the same spot, and a lot of times I think that elderly people get stuck in their ways. So I really connected more with the younger, more comical Aunt May. Um, also, she, I know that, like, your Aunt May and um, the other Aunt May, they have, like, a more nurturing connection with Peter, but this Aunt May really tries to give him his independence, mm -hmm. let him be his own person, and kind of be like the bumpers down the alley for him. Yeah. And I really appreciate that um, in the way that they do that. But anyway. Best... If, you're, if you're moving on past the May, I will say the one scene in Homecoming, and that's right before he gets to the house to find out that vultures are dead. Yeah. When she, when he's like, may I need your help? Yep. That is a really cute It is an adorable scene. She they, helps him with the they tie. They look on YouTube to how to tie yeah. a tie. She teaches him how to dance. Ned she with gets the hat. Her, yes. oh, she tells Ned she likes his hat. <laughs> it gives me confidence. <laughs> um, okay, so we are going to move on though. Best um, love interest. It's Gwen. It's Gwen. It's just Emma Stone's yes. amazing. Mm -hmm. I talked about it with Andrew Garfield being the best actor of the all the um, actors that have played Spider-Man. She's just on another level. Nothing yeah. against Chris, Kristen Dunst. Uh, Zendaya's great, too. Mm -hmm. I do. I was telling you when I saw Homecoming, I had no idea that like she was a yeah. big deal. They kept it till the end. No, no, oh, I'm saying, like, okay. I didn't know Zendaya was a big pull for them actress, to, like, get her yes. okay. in the movie. Okay. I didn't watch the Disney show. I was a little too old. My brother and sister <laughs> didn't watch it much, I don't think. I think we did. Yeah. My siblings and I, but we were Disney Channel PG hardcore, so But she does, she, she's great in terms of the fact that they're kids. And, yeah. like, they do capture, when, like, he's like, do you want to go on a date? And he's like, I'll pick you up in ten minutes. She's like. Pick me up in five minutes. Like, yeah. just cute little stuff yeah. that they do. But, yeah, it's it's Emma Stone for me, for sure. Um, I knew you were going to say Emma Stone. Um, I also would, would honestly pick Gwen Stacy, Emma Stone. But I also wrote down, just because I knew you were going to say her, <laughs> I wrote down Zendaya. Um, she's a wallflower, and she gives me stoner vibes. 
She's a great high school character. Um, she's awkward, she's quiet. She only opens her mouth when she has something to say. I really like that. She always has to tell the truth, no matter who it hurts. <laughs> All their confessions in, in the, um, in the Tower, or no. Yeah, Tower of London? Is that where they are? They're, in the... They're right off of it, yeah, I think. And I went to London. I should know this. But, yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, She'd be two for me. Yeah, I only wrote her down because I knew you were going to say Emma Stone, and I needed to... Okay. Kristen um, Dunst didn't get much to do. Like, it's no fault of her own. Not I don't hers. think she it's, had a great She was a very flat them. character. Which is how the... I mean, we could get into a whole episode on how movies have evolved with yes, female characters. that's true. And it was just the time yep. of, well, let's give her the upside-down kiss, and she's just kind and of an object for And soaking wet with her chase. titties out. And yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, best villain. Okay, so I know oh, we talked about this. Yes. Are we doing best or we're favorite? Doing, or do you want to we're do We're going to do best villain, okay. and then we're going to do favorite villain. Okay. Best villain villain is William Defoe. Okay. I talked about how he was only on screen 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. The fact that he left such an impact. I wish you had told me that before the episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I looked up to Darth Vader, I guess, only had 30 in the whole original trilogy. That, that makes sense. Like, yeah. these villains that can capture something and be iconic with that little screen time yeah and leave an impression it's got to be him the one knock i will say and i know you talked about how you liked in amazing spider-man how they had the helmet off Mm -hmm. the fact that you cover william defoe's face who looks so evil yeah already yeah in the trailer you can see they give him an upgraded suit and he has the helmet off i'm very excited for that you gotta let the guy be menacing without the mask yeah. on. So I'm very he excited He doesn't need that. the mask, yeah. yeah. Um, he would have been a great Joker. Yes, wow. Like, he's got, he's got the face wow. for it. He might have auditioned at some point. I don't Interesting. Know. Go, go that would be Sorry. fun to... So, I also knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, I wrote down Mysterio. Okay. Which is pretty out there for me, because although Far From Home was good, like... I wasn't as entertained by it because it was all illusions and stuff. Um, it, I get it. It was a big threat and everything. It seemed, but if you take that away from it, they play with rea- He plays with reality a lot. Mm-hmm. And I said in the last episode, I love movies that play with time. Yeah. Um. So the fact that he played with reality was really cool. Um. His origin story is really cool as well. Yeah. Tony Stark snuffs him. And he's disgruntled. He gathers all the other Tony Stark minions, and he builds an army together. Um, and also, as a villain, he does not care about casualties. Oh. And he's like, up the dam- double the damage. Yeah. And he's like, that'll cause a lot of casualties. And he goes, great, I need an Avengers-level threat. I'm like, alrighty then. So yeah, you really don't care. He makes a comment that Tony said he was unstable, and it shows yes. like he's unhinged <laughs> a couple scenes. He so, turns the gun on one of his employees. He does. He <laughs> does. Um, on um, the guy... Christmas story guy. Yeah. You know that's the kid from A Christmas Story, Yes, right? you've told me that before. Sorry. Why are you apologizing? Um... But yeah, so as far as like evil people, unhinged villains go, I thought Mysterio was a good write-in because I knew you were going to write. I mean, Willem Dafoe, he defines the villain. Well, here's a twist for you. Mm-hmm. Mysterio is my favorite villain. Oh! So there you go. Interesting. Okay. I'm sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal is my favorite villain. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he is he's great. He the villain. <laughs> <laughs> the illusions are great. Um, tying back to the fact that 
he's an adult and he's like, well, I have to kill this kid and all his <laughs> friends who eat cold. And that's how it's going to go. Yes. Um, the costume's awesome. Yeah. Somehow they made it work in the comics. Like, it's just a With fish the bubble. bubble. Yeah. yeah. And they make it work. Yeah. Um, and he just lures him right out to that train to get hit. And yes. Very. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, Jake my... Gyllenhaal's a fantastic actor. I hate him. All jokes aside. I hate him. He can, I hope he's still crying on his bathroom floor. Um, my favorite villain's Electro. Okay. Um, I, I really loved that he just wanted to be seen, um, and that he clung to this one interaction with Spider-Man, and I really, if I ever met any of my celebrity, like, favorites, I would, we're, we're best friends for life. (laughs) You know how you met Vladdy, and you say he's your best friend? Yeah, Um, he, he is. He is your best friend, um, I really identified with that, and he loved his birthday so much, he bought himself his own birthday <laughs> cake, and I would absolutely do that. If anyone knows me, I my birthday is a one day a year where it is all about me, and you can go play tag with cars bumpers if you don't think so, that February 19th is about me. Um, and he talks to himself a lot when he's, like, being smart and... I walk around the house mumbling all day. So I guess what I'm saying is let's find um, some electric eels and throw me in there and see what happens. <laughs> I am excited for him to come back because, again, I, I love Jamie Jamie Fox. Foxx is great. And the um, costume upgrade they gave him, like, nothing against the blue. Yes. I don't know what that had to do. From what I've seen uh, in the comics, that was not even close to Ali. so bizarre. So that's cool that he's back and I know he's excited. Yeah. All right, so here are the big two. We're going to do the best spider, Spider-Man, and the best Peter. Can we do best scene real quick? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Okay, I let's do, yes, let's do best scene. I already touched on it, but it's the whole sequence of him getting to Liz's house, finding out that Vulture's his dad, mm-hmm. and then Vulture finding out he's Spider-Man. Yes, I, yep. Sitting in the theater, again, that's one I spoiled for myself before. Yeah. So I knew it was coming, but that scene was just... Unbelievable. And just the suspense from it and him pulling out the gun in the glove box and being like, Literally, you can see him doing it as as Liz is walking up the stairs. You see him reaching into the glove box. And the shots, like there's a shot where it zoomed in on Michael Keaton's face and the lights changing. Yeah. It's just, that's the best scene in all of these movies to me. Well, I did not pick anything that deep. I picked, um... Stan Lee's cameo <laughs> when he's in the library. Oh, and, and Amazing Spider-Man? Yes, and they're fight and Spider-Man and Lizard are fighting, yeah. and he's like jamming out, jamming to classical music. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it! I That's love Stan one. Lee. I get really emotional every time I see him on screen. Um, I'm actually very interested to see if they had filmed his cameo for this movie no. or not, but I don't think that they did. I think that um, Endgame was his last one. He was in Endgame, right? He was like an alien yes. on a planet or something. No, he drove by uh, Oh, Tony's make love dad. now. Oh, something about, something about the car he's driving in that I was really excited to talk to you about. That is, um, that's Sam Raimi's car. 
Really? He he puts it in all of his movies. Wow. Yes. Um, I didn't know that. He puts so the car that Uncle Ben drives in yep. the Tobey Maguire movies. Yeah. That's Sam Raimi's car. Wow. Yes, it's the the honey cool. beige. Um, yeah. I can't remember what kind of car it is. No, and I just I didn't write it down, and I should have. But that's so cool, though. Yeah, super cool. I really like Stanley's cameo in Spider-Man Three. Uh, they're looking up spider-man it's him and peter standing there and he says i guess one oh. person really can make a difference yeah and like toby mcguire <laughs> the way <laughs> the way he smiles at him it's like such a pure moment and yeah. i think that's one of my favorites and but that's, that's not acting pick. either no that's what i'm saying it's, that's he's just he was meeting a childhood right. hero right. and that's really cool um but also my honorable mention is when gwen dies um great acting okay so we have Two more. Two big ones. Yep. Who's the best Spider-Man? Not Peter. Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's, he's just, he's great. I talked about how he's like kind of cocky. Yeah. And the way he talks to everyone he's facing. Yeah. Um, I do. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I thought you would make fun of me if I picked him. So no. I picked Tom Holland. That's fine. Wow. I really thought you would make fun of me, but I picked Tom Holland because obviously his writing's better. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's, he gets, he has a better script. Right. Um, but also his arc is fantastic yeah. and I think it's even going to come even more full circle in this next movie. Um, and he is more of a self-made hero. Um, most of his stuff is very DIY. Even when Tony's gone, he might use Tony's technology, but he builds his own suit. Right. Um, and even when, so in Homecoming, when Tony takes the suit from him, he puts his DIY suit on and he gets right back out there. Like, he is determined to, to prove himself. And I don't think that the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man really had to prove themselves. I think it was just, I'm Spider-Man now, here we go. Yeah. Um, and Tom Holland really had to fight for it. So I picked him as my best Spidey. Because I really thought you'd make fun of me for picking Andrew Garfield. Not at all. Sexy no. I and think. And a bad boy. Well, it's very specific why I picked him as Spider Man as and, Spider -Man not, Peter and not Peter Parker. Yes, because I do have some issues with him as Peter Parker. Yeah. He's but, too much of a cool guy to play Peter yeah. Parker. But when he has the mask on, it kind of fits. Because, it does. Yeah. Because that's who he is. He's right. a. He's a, He. What is he from? Queens? Yeah. He's Real a point. New Yorker. Yes. The, I, could, I always get them mixed up. That back and forth in that scene. Whatever. So, who's your best Peter Parker? Uh, Bully McGuire. Wow! <laughs> I'm kidding! No, no, no. I thought you just meant Toby. Is it not Toby? No, I specifically meant, like, uh, Bully. But I was just... I being, got excited. I was mine's just Toby. being funny. <laughs> is it Tom? Yeah, mine's Tom. For truly, truly, it is Tom Holland. Um, he He's a high schooler. He's yeah. portrayed well. He's He's... He's clunky. He's not too good on his feet yet. He stumbles a lot. Um, and he's precious. He's so precious, which is so weird to say because I'm pretty sure he's my age. And he's I, if someone age, called yeah. me precious, I'd probably punch him in the <laughs> face. But as he, him, Tom Holland as the character Peter Parker is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, That's fair. Yeah. Mine's Toby. Okay. When I hear is it, Peter is it Parker, nostalgia? it's probably partially that. Okay. But when I hear Peter Parky, Parker, that's who. Parky. <laughs> that's Parky. who pops in my head. I still think Tom Holland might be a little too handsome to be Peter Parker. Stop it. 
I get that, like, he... He has just enough baby face. He's I understand. Not... But, like, Tobey Maguire is kind of dorky oh, looking. Oh, my word. He's so dorky looking. He's just... He's, he's a grown man with scruff now, and I still don't think he looks like an adult. It might be the nostalgia, like you said, mm-hmm. but he's... I mean, he's my Peter Parker. And this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I will end with this. My best portrayal overall, though, is Tom Holland, because, like, he masks both of them. Not yeah. masks. He plays both of them so perfect. Yeah. That he is, if you want to ask me who the best Spider-Man is, like, overall. Yeah. It's him. Okay. He is great at yeah. both of them. He is. And I guess that's my way of giving them all recognition. <laughs> I think they're all great in their own way. But, yeah. Okay. So, Toby's my Peter. Okay. Um, alright, so that wraps up the Spider-Man portion of the episode, but I have my red carpet question for you if you're ready. I have one for you this week as well. You do? You go first. Okay. Would you rather be a hero or a villain? Villain because they get the cool Disney songs? lackluster opinion but it's so no. true to you because you talk about that all the time Gaston is one of your favorite songs yeah. Oogie um, Boogie Hellfire that um, one's bad that yeah. one, but you love it you sing to it every single time Oogie Boogie from right there before yeah I have usually always liked the villains more than the heroes okay even since I was a kid mm-hmm. so I'll just go villain okay sorry if that was no fun. what about you <sighs> I I actually didn't formulate an answer for this question mainly because I was just asking you. Oh, but okay. Like, That's fine. Let me ask you okay? your question. Okay, ask me my question. If you could get any of the proposed or thought of Spider-Man sequel movies, which uh, one would you man, want? man, this was my backup question for you. So, like, you could do Spider-Man 4. You could do Amazing Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. You could do, I think I know your answer, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it. But if it's not, then go another way. They were talking about an Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen movie, which I think you'd probably love. Well, if you had asked me that question before you told me that, I would say I would love another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Um, I like seeing his face on the screen, but also he's a great actor, and yeah. I feel like now if you brought him back for something like that, it would be very powerful and amazing, yes. um, especially since he lost Gwen. Mm-hmm. Like that is that would if that's be a no way home and we see something kind of some sort of full circle for that, that's gonna be really big. Mm-hmm. Because I did I did tear up when Gwen died. Um oh, yeah. he tried his best. Um the one time he wasn't smart enough. <laughs> like, how did you not Well, know? I've already seen like again, these aren't spoilers, this is just people speculating. I love hearing people speculating. Yeah. The shot and the um no Way Home trailer when Zendaya's falling. They said, yeah. what if Andrew grabs her yes. and catches her? Like, that would be yeah. ultimate fan service payoff, whatever you want to call it. But it would be emotional and awesome. So. so, like, I feel like that question is a little, like, it's already got a leg up because we're probably going to see some of it come to fruition anyway, no matter Hopefully. what we want to see come out of it. So what one would you like to see? I think Spider-Man 4. Interesting. Just because of the nostalgia and how much Sam Raimi loved these movies and didn't get his vision that Mm -hmm. he wanted. 
I think you should let directors do what they want. Yeah. Studios should just kind of back off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Seeing Tobey Maguire come back. If we got, like, an old, like, Jake Johnson in Spider-Verse, <laughs> like, depressed down on his luck, yes, Tobey Maguire I Spider-Man, lo- I think that would be awesome. But, I mean, I also love Jake Johnson, so. Yeah. Um, We didn't talk about Spider-Verse much, but those That's are, okay. It's a we don't need to. Movie. It is a great movie. Um, We One could probably may, touch on it next week if you want One to. may say the best Spider-Man movie. One may, um, but I'm going to have to do a little more research about that, uh, Gwen Stacy. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's wrap it up. Next week, what are we talking about? You tell me. Oh, that's my answer. Um. (laughs) I don't know yet. (laughs) We did. Do we know yet? We do. Um, so next week we are going to kind of go through the trailers a little bit for what we have for No Way Home and just kind of prepare. We're going to have a little fun and speculate a little bit. Um, if we get a little feedback that we do want to hear more about Spider-Verse, I would be more than happy to, um, go back and talk about that a little bit. Um, but next week's just going to be fun. We're just gonna, it'll probably be nice and short. Yep. More Spider-Man prep. Um, I would love to maybe go through kind of a timeline of what's happened leading up to No Way Home. I think that would be really great. Um, but... That's a week away. I don't think about anything but dinner. So <laughs> white chicken chili tonight. Ooh, yes, actually. We I gotta go watch Hawkeye. Yes, we do have to go watch Hawk Hawkeye. I have to go thank check you. on the crock pot. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone that's been giving us feedback so far. Yeah, um, we've already got hear. a lot of pointers. Yeah, um, we've be got sure some you, stuff to work on. So. Be sure you check out the social medias. We just released all the. New streaming mm-hmm. December releases. That's at Academy Addicts. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, and yeah, see you I next week. That's about it. See you guys right. next week. Thank you. Hey, fellow addicts, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Find us with the handle at Academy Addicts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Come back next Friday to get your fix, and as always, bring Bring your your own own popcorn. popcorn.